Welcome to r slash pro revenge, where OP costs a couple of racists $400,000. Our next Reddit post is from Wine Related Throwaway. Background. A few years ago, I worked in the wine industry, and I traveled to Australia to try to broaden my experience of the industry as well as of my life and to try out living abroad for a while. I also knew that the pay in Australia was vastly higher than it was back at my home in the UK at the time. I had quite a bit of experience, a great resume, great qualifications in the industry and academically, and I was young and eager. At the time, I had a one-year work visa, but this could have been extended to two years or longer, depending on the employer. I applied for loads of jobs. I also wrote to various wineries in the area that I really liked and included my resume and various details. I got a lot of replies, but one of my favorites got back to me, and they put me in touch with their hiring manager. I was stoked to have an interview with one of my favorite wineries in the region for a sales rep job. I drove to the winery, met with the hiring manager, and I had the interview of my life. I nailed it. To this day, I've never had a better interview. I met the winery manager, and I got along great. At the end of the interview, the hiring manager told me that I was a shoe-in and they'd be in touch shortly to let me know if I got the job, followed by a very reassuring wink and nod. The very next day, I got a phone call saying that they'd be delighted to have me as their regional sales rep and we discussed a start date. The winery was several hours out of the city, so I had to move quite a distance, rent an apartment, buy a car, and so on. This cost me the vast majority of the savings I'd accumulated back home before the move. A few days before the starting date, I gave them a call to let them know that I'd moved in and that I'm looking forward to starting, and I'd ask if they wouldn't mind if I came along a few days before just to get a better lay of the land. They said the owners weren't around, so don't bother coming in, but call again tomorrow. I did, and again, the owners weren't around again. I was due to start on Monday, so I figured, oh well, I guess I'll meet them then. I showed up bright and early, 20 minutes early on the first day, ready to meet the crew and get stuck in. I walked around until I found someone, as the cellar door and main areas weren't open yet. They told me to hang around until someone showed up. Eventually, the general winery manager shows up, and when I say that I'm supposed to be meeting with him, the hiring manager, and the owners today, his eyes widen. And then, after some, uh, and... Um, he lets me know they aren't ready today and they need a few more days to sort things out, but to call back in the afternoon to find out when I'm supposed to start. I call back and it goes to voicemail. I leave a voicemail saying, hey, it's no worries. Let me know which day this week you'd like me to start. I call the hiring manager I'd spoken to before and that goes to voicemail, so I leave another message for him too. Two more days pass and I'm starting to get irritated. I want to start working. I call the hiring manager again who picks up. I'm as civil as I can be, but I do ask why I haven't been called back yet. She lets me know that the owners have changed their minds and they don't want to hire me anymore. She admitted that this was really awful and she had been trying to convince them to take me, but they had issues with the fact that I was a temporary worker and I wouldn't be there for more than two years. I let her know that there were options for extending my ability to stay in the country, and she said she knew, but they were adamant. I was pretty pissed at this point, so I decided to call the owners directly. Their number was easy to find, so I called them and left a voicemail asking them to call me back. And another voicemail a day later, all the time remaining as polite as I could. 
Eventually, I called them from another phone, and they actually picked up. I asked why they no longer wished to hire me, and I tried to explain that they could apply for an extension to my visa if they liked having me. Then came the line. We just don't want a Pommy working for us, plain and simple, mate. A Pommy is a British person, informal, often derogatory. Okay, this is Australian slang. Today I learned this word. You dicks, this has nothing to do with the sponsorship thing. You just don't like Brits. I'm not even a Pom. This is typically slang reserved for English people, but I'm Scottish. I terminate my lease, cancel my internet, and drive back up the coast about $2,000 in the hole, not including the price of the car, fuel, food, time wasted, etc. The revenge. Pissed off, but at this point desperate for money, I stay at a hostel and I begin job hunting again. This time, there's a pretty great job as a regional manager and buyer for a decently sized chain of liquor stores. This is a little beyond my previous experience, but screw it and I go for it. I get the job, and suddenly I'm responsible for seven stores and the purchases they make. Seven big stores that buy a lot of wine. When store managers make their weekly orders, it was done through an online system where the various products and quantities were put in. There was a short window between the order being submitted and the order actually going through to be fulfilled. I simply canceled each and every store's orders of the wines from that winery. I did that every single week until I left. Each store was ordering between 15 and 30 cases of this producer's wines per week, an average of about $6,000 per store in sales. When the store manager saw that their stocks were dwindling or gone and they asked me about it, I simply said they changed their pricing and we can't afford to sell it right now. Every time the winery sales rep, who didn't know who I was, called to ask what the problem was, I just told him that their product wasn't moving and so we don't need more stock right now. He didn't even think to check the records because he would have seen that since their wine is great, it always sold well. I wasn't there for long. I hated the job, the hours, and the stress of taking care of seven freaking stores and their problems, but the revenge was sweet. After four months, I packed it in, and I think that their awful attitude cost them over $400,000 in sales. I could have made that for them if they'd hired me. Man, OP. So obviously, the revenge here is spectacular. Almost half a million dollars in lost sales. Ugh. But on top of that, I don't know how you possibly resisted the urge to gloat afterwards. How did you not call them up or write a letter or anything to be like, oh, by the way, the reason why that distributor wasn't buying your wine was because you were a jerk to me, so cry about it. Our next Reddit post is from Donut Clouds. My ex-neighbor was pretty trashy. Cars sitting on blocks in the yard, cigarette hanging out of her mouth while she's nine months pregnant, blasting Kid Rock tunes level trashy. Well, this lady decided that paying $1 per trash bag was just too much. Our township will only pick up your trash if it's in one of these approved purple bags, so normal trash bags will just be left behind. The trash truck will just drive right past them. Her solution? Buy normal trash bags at the dollar store and then have her 8-year-old child toss them over the fence into my yard. Now, their trash is my problem. After confronting her, she just laughed. So, I called the cops. They said that since the kid was so young and there was no proof that his parents told him to do it, there was nothing they could do. 
So this went on for about four months. Me taking the bags of trash they toss into my yard, wrapping them in purple bags that I paid out of pocket for, and putting them out to the curb. Pretty effing annoying. Not to mention the extra $3 or so a week that I'm spending on trash bags. I'm slowly growing to hate this woman. It was annoying at first, but I was getting mad. Mind you, I own my home and she was renting hers. So I got a hold of their landlord and I offered to buy the house for a decent amount above market value, 17%. He jumps at the offer and soon I'm the proud owner of the house next door to me. Sure, it cost me $71,000, but what price can you put on peace of mind? The very first thing that I did was serve them an eviction notice in person across that same fence they like to throw trash over. That was 31 days ago, and as of today, the unit is empty. I don't know where they went, but they're someone else's problem now. All because she didn't want to pay for her own trash bags. I think I'm going to knock that house down and make my yard bigger. I've been wanting to put in a handball court. Wow, talk about having F.U. money. This dude just dropped a cool $71,000 just to give his neighbors the middle finger. <laughs> Imagine having so much money laying around that you could just buy someone's house and make them move out because you don't like them. Wow, OP, talk about life goals, man. I don't know where you live, OP, but where I live, you could add a zero to the end of that and you still wouldn't be at the average price level of houses around where I live. Our next Reddit post is from Fisting Donkeys. A few months ago, a company called Low Dogs LLC was required to sell some pretty rare stuff. Low Dogs was very cozy with another company, Morality, which wanted the stuff, but the industry we're in is highly regulated, so Low Dogs couldn't just sell straight to Morality. So, to be seen to comply with regulations, Lodog offered to sell the stuff to some other people, me being one. They said that if we wanted the stuff, it was ours, and if we didn't, well, then they would sell it to Morality. In that way, they would comply with the regulations prohibiting direct sale to their buddies at Morality. So, I get Lodog's offer, and you know what? It's actually very well priced. I say thanks, here's my check, and I await my stuff. Tick tock, tick tock no stuff. I call Lodogs up and they say, hey, where's that stuff I bought? And they say, oh, we sold it all to Morality for the same price that we offered it to you, so here's your check back. And I say, nuh-uh, and I sue them for a few thousand dollars, that being the profit that I didn't make by reselling the stuff they didn't deliver. Now, Lodogs could have sorted me out pretty easily, settle my claim, and just move on. For reasons known only to them, they didn't. They chose the double dare option, engaged high-flying attorneys, and started fighting hard over a few thousand dollars. But this guy doesn't just bend over when someone tries to screw him. So all that did was provide further encouragement. I spent several weeks and several thousand dollars putting together a detailed dossier on everything that had happened. Then I sent the dossier to Lodogs and said, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. They told me to just go away. Uh, okay kids, whatever you think. So off it went to the regulator. The regulator took one look at my dossier and came down on Lodogs hard. 
On my estimate, Lodog spent maybe $100,000 on attorneys to fight the regulator, only to lose the argument. The regulator forced morality to give the stuff back to Lodogs, who then had to give it to me and everyone else who had placed orders and had been denied at the original low price. The profit that morality missed out on was something like $600,000. Morality had contrived the original scheme with low dogs and they were planning to share the profits. Too bad, so sad. That's amusing enough, but here's the kicker. It turns out the stock controller at Low Dogs, who was a butthole to me when I complained that I hadn't received my order, hadn't actually passed everything on to morality. He had kept some of it for himself and sold it for a neat profit of about $20,000. When the regulator investigated, that fact came out, and Low Dogs was not happy. They were so unhappy, in fact, that the stock controller was promptly sacked from his $200,000 a year job. Unlucky. That was our slash pro revenge, and if you like this content, be sure to follow my podcast because I put out new Reddit podcast episodes every single day.